Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is our number two of the fantasy best friends forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample and Chris Ventra, I am Greg Sussman. Our number two is upon us, Frankie. Yes, it is, Greggy. And we got Chris Ventra over in the corner with the fresh cut, the fresh shave. Mm-hmm. What's going on, Chris? Fresh. How'd you sleep last night? Um, Not well. Not the well. the time change. Oh, the that was two days ago. Yeah, it kind of threw me <laughs> That'll off. That'll affect me for days. <laughs> days. <laughs> I'm not a good sleeper. The other night too, because you know I was actually was out partying. Oh my god! Celebrating my dad's birthday. I saw that. Next thing I knew, I mean, I got home. It was like five o'clock in the morning. Oh my god! Friday night was disaster. By the way. Oh. Oh my god! I was gonna go meet up with Greg on Friday. Actually, he was at a brewery. I was at a brewery in Brooklyn, and apparently he was smashed. Where in Brooklyn? Smashed. Uh, I guess it was like deep Williamsburg. Williamsburg. It was a Grant Ave stop. Okay. Grant Street. Grant Street stop. Sorry. It's not that deep. Right. right on the cusp of Williamsburg. Well, it's, not like, it's not like Bedford. It's, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's yeah, farther. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's more like yeah. Greenpoint, hipster. Right, right, right. So basically, we, we went to this brewery, and one of my buddies like ate beforehand, and the other two were like, not eating. So um, we're just drinking nonstop. Not, we didn't eat anything. Yeah. And I just like, you kept drinking, oh. kept drinking. So, but true story, so we're drinking just four ounces, so you can try more different, more beers, of course. So we drank a lot of glasses. At one point, my my friends like went outside for a minute, and at that point, I was like, I, I can't drink anymore. This is bad. So like, I started drinking water. They come back in. This is hometown Heller. He comes back in. They go get, instead of the four ounces, he gets like a pint. I was like, all right, man, like, I'm done. I'm cutting myself off. Takes like two sips of this pint. All right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. All right, goes to the bathroom, comes back. Next thing you know, he immediately runs back to the bathroom. Threw up. Threw up. Pukes his guts out. He, le- he like bought beers. He left everything there. I had to go get it for him. We got in an Uber back to the city because the train, it was the L train. It stopped running at 1045. Oh, my God. Yeah, it doesn't run on weekends. Cost a fortune? Probably should have told No, it was right. It was, like, it was like 30 bucks right, between three of us. Like, no big deal. Whatever. So we get in there, and we all kind of live in different places in Manhattan. And so I, I booked the Uber, so I'm, like, I'm getting dropped off first. Screw you guys. Yeah. Right? So I put my address in. I got Heller, like, do you want me to put your address in and drop you off? I was like, no, I'll just get out. I'll just jump out. Like, are you sure? You don't want you us to put your address in. Now I'll just jump out. So he he had to like walk thirty blocks oh back God. to his apartment because and he was like pissed at us. I'm like, what are you mad at us for? We asked yeah. him. He's like, I was talking to random dudes on the street. And that was like the last thing I remember. I'm like, you're a disaster. <laughs> you're a disaster. <laughs> that was our Friday night. And I, I remember go, those then nights. I, then I had to go back to go to Philly Saturday morning with meet Judy's family. Not meet, but like go to hang out with Judy's family. Or on the train, she's just like talking to me about work and like telling me how great work is. I'm just like. Please stop. My talking. head is pounding. I do not want to hear this right <laughs> now. I texted Frank. I'm like, hey, you coming? He's like, nah, I'm pretty drunk. 
I was in the city too, so we were yeah reverse there. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was. I was in your neck of the woods, Greggy. Yeah, you were in my neck of the woods Saturday too. Yeah. Yeah, when you did the CBS thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I always walk by. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. You did back-to-back drinking nights or no? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, Friday, I can't. I can't do that anymore. One of the guys I was with on Friday night, by the way, so I, I, was, a, I was a mess, right? Of course, Saturday morning. He, was, he drank more than I do. He has a higher tolerance because he drinks more. Saturday morning, he woke up and was drinking at 11 o'clock for brunch. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? How can you do this right now? Get rid of the headache. I could not believe That's it. That's hairy dog, Greg. <laughs> it's exactly what that is. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can't. I could not. Yeah, I mean, no. My, uh, I remember last week... I told you my Sunday was going to be filled with like regret. Yeah. And yeah, and like sadness. It was. Exactly what my yeah. Sunday was. Yeah. Right. I think I woke up at two o'clock, ate an egg sandwich. I Wait, was, it, to- was it really three o'clock? Uh, no, it was actually two o'clock. <laughs> I, up, I got out of bed, I eat an egg sandwich. I go back to bed, I wake up at like six. Wow. Oh God. And just go to my parents and eat dinner. Was Kinga there? <laughs> was Kinga home? Yeah. She, she like, did all the same exact thing as me. Oh my God. <laughs> he was just. Oh my God. You need that though. It was you a need wild that. Weekend. I can't drink. You guys know what happened at the Christmas party, right? <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Uh, for those who are, you know, just listening and finding out about the Christmas party last year, Chris Ventura got so drunk that he left because he had to go do his, uh, he, he does like a show with your, with your buddies, like a yeah, video series. Monday night, yeah. And uh, so he's hammered and he leaves to go do his show. And he wakes up in Coney Island. <laughs> passed out. On a train that's just like, you know, in like the train depot. Yeah, yeah. Just like passed out. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm happy you're alive and like you didn't get robbed. Uh, like, yeah, and my island? laptop and my book bag and everything. Yeah, yeah, like how did you not get robbed? I don't know. I'm, people must have thought I was homeless or something. I, I guess they didn't want to yeah, touch you me. You can't look at this and think you're homeless. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, when I'm fresh, you know, that's yeah, one thing. I have, you know, I've had people <laughs> look at you and say that you look like a boxer. So maybe they were just like intimidated by you. <laughs> so, like, I hope. I, I find it funny that... No, I always joke on you for being the old man of the show. He's older. And Venture's over there He's like, older. Oh, I can't do that anymore. Am I older, older than me, dude? I'm 31, yeah. I'm also 31. But your birthday, you August. Venture. Right, my birthday just came. Okay, yeah, yeah. I a little mean, older. Two. I mean, it's sprouting gray hairs over here. Yeah, I am. You make me feel younger. I actually see them. Yeah, I see them. Wow. Silver. Well, yeah, all those, you Very know, silvery. All that stress yeah. from Fortnite. <sighs> That's stressful. No, and managing Fortnite and trying to study sports at the same time and hanging out with Christina, which I don't even, like I told her this week, I said, on I'm the not, back burner. I said, we're not hanging out this week. I have serious baseball studies to do. <laughs> My draft is Sunday, so this oh, week boy. is going to be hard. What do your keepers do? Uh, Friday. All right. I get to see everybody's keepers before they the do. Commissioner. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Playing Play around it. Did you know this guy had 290 Ks last year? <laughs> Found out. <laughs> So I mean, look, we're talking to we're talking to Maddie Mo about some uh, some home run hitters and some corner infielders that he likes, and he's he's on the Josh Bell. He's on the Bell bandwagon. I know he he's said there. it. I mean, look, launch angle is the thing he was saying. Yeah, and you know he could still kind of do some of those things, even if he hits a lot of ground balls again, which mm-hmm. is something he's always done. But he's going to need just that home run to fly ball ratio to bounce back up to two years ago where it was, where you know it was nineteen percent, and that's how he was able to hit you know twenty six home runs. Right. The other two years that he's been in the majors, it's been at 9%. So, so, to me, I'm just still trying to figure out who the real Josh Bell is. Mm-hmm. What do you like about him? Well, I mean, listen, he's been in the league really two years, right? Yeah. One year was good. He had the 26 yeah. homers, and then last year he had the 12. I think it was just a little bit of a sophomore slump. I think he'll bring the launch angle up, but probably not as much as, as you want. You know what I mean? Uh, being realistic. But I like where he's batting, you know. I mean, right now he's batting sixth in the lineup. I project he'll end up probably moving up a little bit in this lineup because you got right now Colin Moran 
batting before him, I don't think that's going to last very long. I don't think so either. Yeah, uh, you know, so he'll be in the, in the middle there somewhere. So he'll have opportunity. He'll be playing every day. And I just like the fact that great plate discipline at a young age. Uh, and where you're getting him, I mean, it's really not that big of a risk, you know? The risk isn't really... The, the risk is absolutely worth the reward, the possible reward is what I'm saying. You're really not taking a huge risk, you know? Even if he hits 15 homers, like you drifted him in the 19th round, I think you're still getting something out of him, you know? You're going to get some... Some production out of him. Josh Bell going at pick 258 since March 1st, Greg. He's actually going behind guys like CJ Crone, Trey Mancini, Justin Smoke. Do you like the savings there on Josh Bell? I just think for me, if I play in a roto, it just he doesn't really move the needle for me. But if you play in a points league or if you play in OBP, he's much more valuable there. I agree with you. And I when it comes to Roto, with those guys, Frank, and obviously we have a Roto auction, you're the, your main event this weekend. Like, don't you just take whoever's the cheapest guy? Like, don't you let the other guys just come off the board and then just grab That's them? That's what I did in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. I don't think a lot of these players are really that different. Yonder Alonso's going to pick 311. Sure. Who would you rather have, Yonder Alonso at 311 or Justin Smoke at 236? I mean, you're getting, Alonso. you're getting like 70 picks value here. I'd rather have Yonder Alonso. I think Yonder Alonso could hit 25 home runs with, you know, 75 to 80 RBIs. Disagree. The White Sox lineup. Can I ask mm-hmm. you guys a question that's not related to like these late guys? You don't mind? Sure, what's up? I know, I know that's your whole point of the show. But I was thinking about this today, and I was trying to update my rankings. I was sitting at jury duty, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, what else am I going to do? <laughs> Who would you rather have? And I, your answers might be different. Jose Abreu or Daniel Murphy? I think Abreu. Abreu? Safer. I could pull up my first base rankings for you, because I think I have it. It's available cool. on Frank's Patreon, by the way, right now. Go take a look at Frank's Patreon. $10, you get the rankings. $25, uh, you're able to get personal draft assistance. Uh, it's well worth it. Please go check it out right now. Uh, Roto Experts is NFL 365. So this, Frank's Patreon, it's well worth it. $10 for his rankings. How do you beat that? $25 for the all-inclusive package where you get everything from Frankie. Check it out. I checked it out. I did check it out. I like I it. Appreciate it. I like it. I appreciate that venture. I have Daniel Murphy as my sixth first baseman. I have Jose Rabio as my eighth. Oh, God. Two different answers. Oh, God. Oh, you like Murphy better? Yes. Just because... Right. I think he, he, could, he could produce more if he plays. The potential yeah. batting average help that you could get in that you know fifth-round range right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about a guy that could hit... You know, 330. 330. Yeah. I mean, that was the number that came in Colorado, out. I mean, yeah. It, would, it wouldn't surprise... Would it surprise anybody? He's been over 300 the past couple of years. Now he goes to Coors Field where, you know, there have been studies that prove that you see a bad jump, you see a batting average jump there. So Daniel Murphy, I mean, one of the best pure line drive hitters, the, one of the leaders of the launch angle revolution the past couple of years, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue. I mean, that the upside of getting, you know, a he three, taught, he taught Zimmerman, bat, 320 plus batting average. He taught Zimmerman that launch angle thing when he went to Washington. All right, thank you. That's why you had such a monster years in mean, out of nowhere. You know, you know, I like Jose Abreu a lot. Too. I know that's why. That's why I wanted to ask you. I think if you just, I mean, in a vacuum, I'd rather have Daniel Murphy, but you know, Jose Abreu is going at pick eighty-five. Well, so as you're you, talking about value, I'd probably rather. But you, have Jose so Abreu you know him at the turn. I don't know if I can't guarantee you Abreu will be there when Daniel it comes Murphy's back to me. Sixty-one. Jose Abreu is eighty-five. So you know, twenty-four rounds. Who do you 24 like? Four picks difference. I have him back to back. That's why I asked. Yeah. I have him back to back. Like, I've been all over Murphy, as you guys know. So, what are you debating, like, whether you should take Daniel Murphy at your four or five swing or something like that? It's keeper league. Two, three. Two, three. three. I'm going to drive a pitch. I think think the best hitters are going to be Murphy and Abreu at a first base. Or. In a vacuum, I would take Murphy. Rizzo won't be there, right? Rizzo won't be there. He's capped. 
Or there's any chance Jose like, Abreu comes back to you at four or five turn. Maybe, but there's also a chance that Tommy Pham could be there at the two or three, three turn. turn. <laughs> you know he's going to tell you go that way. <laughs> I, in a vacuum, I would take Tommy Pham over Jose Abreu. What about Eugenio Suarez? How many outfielders do you start? Just three. Okay, so I, w- I would take... It's close. It's very close. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's closer. Kind of more of like a position scarcity thing for me. Right. So, They're both at the Roto, end of their tier, have, kind of, though. It looks, correct. It I'd rather like, have correct. them as like my second outfielder than like waste a spot on like a second baseman yeah. in the fourth round. I get it. Murphy could be a first baseman, too. Yeah. Yeah. So for maybe, me, it's fair. Maybe I can get Murphy and then get right on the other side and get both of them. That'd be cool. Yeah, so you could go Murphy, Fam, because you have the yeah, turn, yeah, yeah. right? I need a pitcher. Oh, you need a pitcher. Yeah, pitcher. I could definitely get Matt Olson let him roll around. All right. Sorry about that. There you go. I'm just sorry. You're going to have questions, I'm sure, leading up to your draft later this week. My draft next Tuesday. Oh, I'm going to be a disaster. And Thursday. You got time, yeah. yeah but then you got all these drafts coming up, you guys, right? We got one Thursday. He's got one this weekend. We have, I have two on th- Tuesday night. Then I'm done. I have Man. I have the auction. Oh, we have our draft. What's our draft? We have a draft Sunday, like, uh, Sunday after Sunday. that? It's like the 24th. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Right before the So it's going to be retroactive? So, no, those two games won't count. Won't count, okay. Yeah, they won't count. But, um, yeah, I got, I got GDD Thursday. I got the main event Saturday. on Saturday. And then I have... If GSC is happening, I think it is. It's Not. Tuesday because I feel like some people haven't paid yet. But that's that would be Tuesday. Then I have a home a home league next Tuesday, uh, next Thursday, and then I have an auction that weekend, and then that final a lot of house draft. league that we a lot have. Of so draft, man. I have like you gotta get the paper back. I have five the next uh, sticky notes. Got to come back. Yeah. yeah. Set all uh, set all set all my fabs and my my waiver wire pickups. Uh, Big fantasy basketball week the, this week. By uh, the way, you know, I let off the show. I said it's a great time for fantasy in general, right? I mean. Fantasy basketball playoffs are going on right yeah. now. I'm all three of my leagues that I'm in. I've made it to the second round in two of them that started last week. Right uh, on a Steph Curry assist last night, like in the fourth quarter, oh my God. that pushes me uh, to the next round. I was watching that game. I was freaking out. Sure. And then we're you know in the first round against Ronis. Adam Ronis. So that, we got that going on. The I feel like he makes the playoffs in every single fantasy. Frank league. is like petrified of facing Ronis in this league. I, I, I'm petrified I, of facing anyone because every <laughs> single year I've been in this league, I've made the playoffs, but I've never won it. You never got well, past really the first round? Home. It's, only two, it's only two rounds. Oh. I want to take it home. Now you got me. That's going to change your everything. Luck charm. You made it to the finals last <laughs> year. I did make it to the finals last year. I lost by a block. You're going to help. We're to helping who? each other. Somebody you don't know. Get over, over that hump right there. Yeah, yeah. We're going to make it to the finals again. We're going to win. This is going to be the final push. How would you say our team stacks up to run this? I don't even know who he has. All right. I mean, he's pretty good. I know he has Rudy Gobert. I know that. Uh, he only has like four games this week, right? That sounds very bad. Do you have any Warriors? Because that would help us. If he has Warriors or Grizzlies. If he has like Mike Conley, that'd be big. Okay, uh, no, he doesn't. Right. He has James Harden. Oh, God. He has Rudy Gobert. He oh, has Joe God. Ingles, who has four games in. He has Gallinari, who has four games. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. He has Larry Nance, who is banged up. He's I hurt. Don't think he's going to play. He's today. hurt. He has Cody Zeller, who's day-to-day. Sucks. Yeah. All right. Maybe we make some noise here, Greg. All right! Let's go. I feel like Ronis makes a playoffs in every fantasy league. He's, no very, he's a very good player. He really is. He's a good very, very good He lives player. up to his name. His, uh, yeah. Know, I mean, I don't even know what his his nickname used to be. Like the genius. Does he have a you guys used to call him that. No, so Scott used to call him that. I used to call him out on the air. Like, why are you nicknamed the genius? He goes, "Bro, I didn't give myself that name. Why you gotta say that?" I'm like, <laughs> "Bro," I'm just like, "Whoa!" You gotta offend. I, mean, I was just trying. I, I was trying to mess with him, and yeah. it worked. <laughs> That's great. You know, great. You had a question uh, regarding Daniel Murphy versus Jose Abreu. We got yeah. a question in the chat. And I think it's it's one that we should answer. It comes from Perry in the chat, and he says, "You know, what's the latest on Clayton Kershaw?" Clayton Kershaw expected to throw a bullpen today. I feel like he's trending in the right direction. His ADP has kind of fluctuated. He fell down draft boards once all this stuff started happening. Now I feel like he's climbing back up draft boards. 
Where are you at on Kershaw? It still would take a steep discount for me because he's throwing a bullpen, and that's awesome. But he still has a ways to go. I think he starts yeah. the year on the IL. He's definitely going to start the year on the IL for sure. He's got to work himself back. If he throws a bullpen today, that's awesome. But then he's not. Then he's going to put your first rehab game, which he's only going to go an inning, mm-hmm. and another game where he's, he's got to build up. Yeah, you're not looking to the middle of April, middle to end of April when he's back for good. And who's to say he won't feel soreness again? Right. He won't get hurt again. I, I am not taking Kershaw unless I get the steep discount. Sure where what is with, that with steep Kershaw. discount? Great question. Where, uh, what is right now? Yep. His ADP is since March first, sixty-two. I want him around pick eighty. That's where he went in my great fantasy baseball invitation. He went pick eighty-one. That's where and I want him. Yeah. Based on my rankings, I have him as SP thirty. I have him just behind Robbie Ray, Tanaka, and Archer. So I'm I'm basically just not going to get. Yeah, I might have him ahead of Ray. I'm going to have him ahead of Ray. I'm going to have him ahead of Ray also. I'm not, I don't trust Robbie Ray Ray's as far really as I get thrown. He's, he's right back where he left off. He's, he's going to K a ton of guys. You know he's that. He's going to walk a ton of he's guys also. Everybody yeah. isn't K, he walks. Yeah. But it's pretty hard to, at that point in the draft, you know, round nine, round 10, potentially get 200 strikeouts out sure. of somebody. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's big. I get you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to. I'm going to look up th- during the break where the Fantasy Pros consensus ranking is on Kershaw and just kind of compare sure. where I'm at on him. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to a few hitters and pitchers that are going late so you get home runs and strikeouts from some of those guys. Ventra, Susmania, Frank Stanfield here. Fantasy Best Friends Forever on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best, deepest players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. In this league. How many do, people in your own leagues do you want to go away? Like, what do you think on average? Like, there's... Are you, are you talking about how many people have that mindset of ha- wanting at least one person to leave? Yeah, I'm saying, like, yeah, what oh, do you think okay. the average is? Like, you know, someone's playing in the league uh, and there's 90%. Like, don't you think they want everybody else to leave? Not everybody else to leave, but they want, they want at least one person out. Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Back 
with you, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Network. Chris Ventura, Frank Stample, Greg Sussman with you. Jim Day will join the program around 140. I will then depart from the program and head back to Jerry TV. <laughs> oh, my thunder, Greg. Lunch I, I was about to bring the show back in. But you were looking at your team. I wasn't sure if you... Well, well I, was about to, I was about to tell you that you can catch the Fantasy Sports Radio Network coverage of the NFBC High Stakes Fantasy Baseball Auctions this Friday and Saturday from the Stewart Hotel in New York City as industry professionals go at it. Auction style, vying for $7,000 league prizes and a $150,000 grand prize. The NFBC has paid over $23 million in fantasy baseball prizes during its first 15 seasons. And with that kind of money on the line, these drafts are a great benchmark to use when prepping for your own. We'll have all the coverage with Greg Sussman, oh. Joe Pizzapia, Dr. Roto, myself, and former Major League pitcher Brad Ziegler analyzing the drafts Ziegler. in real time. Tune into the Fantasy Sports Radio Network this Friday and Saturday for all the fantasy baseball action and follow the industry prof- professionals as they play for keeps. Should be fun. That's me, Greg. That is you, that Frank. That does sound like a good time, man. So where are you picking in the NFBC draft, Frank? I'm trying to figure that out right now. Let's see. Draft room. I am pick 12. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> was your, wasn't that your last choice? Bad. Wasn't that your last choice? Oh, man. That's not good. I know. It was 15, so it was like your fourth to last choice. Let's figure this out. Frankie's upset. I like this, though. We could talk about what do you do there. Yeah. Because that's probably the biggest what question What you going to do, brother? Seriously, like, my KDS was... 12 was my 12th choice. So you got your 12th choice. <laughs> I got 12. That sucks. <laughs> Where's Modica? I don't S- care. Six. <laughs> nah, I, let me figure this out. I'm, uh, gosh. He's, de- he's devastated. Uh, you probably thought you were getting like first pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, put, I set my KDS. I wanted the second pick, so I put that first. I was like, you know, last night I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, man, if I get Mookie Betts, then I'll come back and take two he thought, starting He pitches. thought he was he had so a whole creative. plan. He had a whole oh, plan. Man, so excited. <laughs> uh, all right. Matty Moe is actually partnering with Saxton. Right. They're pick six. You're right. Wow. Six pick. You're right. That was weird. Yeah. Sean <laughs> Child's in this draft as well, picking fourth. Right. You could work with So them. what are you going to do? You could work What's with What's the them. plan? I mean, I can't give out too much. I mean, they might be homeless. But we got to give out to the fans. What do we do? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at a lot of the fans. Yeah. Uh, Will you go pitchers? Do you go hitters? I I picked 12 off the top of my head. Maybe DeGrom. Goes back to DeGrom well. Might go with the, might take that starting pitcher, get DeGrom, get the ace, because if I start hitter, hitter, right? Then at the end of the third round, if I'm grabbing my first starting pitcher, I might miss out on, Huge I mean, tier. even that, you know, that top 13, that Bueller, Syndergaard mm-hmm. group. So mm-hmm. you'll either, get either take DeGrom in the first or I'll take a guy like Garrett Cole or Verlander in the second because I don't know who's going to come back to me in the third round. Again, a 15-team draft. Well, a lot of drafts where I've done, I mean, by the time you get to pick three, I mean, pick 12 of the third round, that Syndergaard Oh, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. gone. But you have, and, you know, you got one less now because Severino's hurt. But you have He's that second kind of ace tier. I, in the best ball draft we did, I had the 11th pick. I went hitter, hitter, and I got Carrasco in the third. So I might take Degrom. I'm okay with that. Uh, if know. Degrom is gone, then I'm I'm not gonna. But why take Degrom, right? Why not get? Because what I've said to you, Greg, it, pretty much all draft season is I can take Degrom, and I'm getting a first round caliber hitter in the second round because there's a lot of guys that go in that early range. I'm going to be able to get like a Stanton or a Harper what if in that you second round. Range. But that's but that's my question. Like I think you need to figure that out. Like 
maybe Verlander or Cole will be there on the My way. My second pick is 19. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. Okay. If I'm just looking at the top 20 players. I yeah. mean, Stanton's ADP is 23. Judge's ADP is right around 19. Harper is right around 18. Uh, Goldschmidt and Freeman. Are I all think in you the got so you got to so. throw some of that out, man, because like you're playing against the best players that there are, right? And not yeah, all. There's still only 19 players. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's only 18 you know, players like, that are going to be drafted. Before I I get it. Game. I get it. But so play, someone is going to be there. You're, maybe I'm going to get a hitter. Okay. I just don't want you to get locked out. Like those three guys of Stanton, Harper, and Judge. If you get locked out of those three guys, it you're going to have to be an outfielder. Sure, it does. I mean, I've, that's what I've sure reached. I like, want an outfit. To me, I would say whichever of those guys you like the best, take them at 12, and the pitcher you're going to get, you're going to be very happy with on the other side. Yeah. I think. Because you'll still have options at two. Correct. Yeah. Well, I'll see what else happens, too, because, I mean, why would I start? I could start if I take Aaron Judge in the first. Yes. Well, technically, based on my rankings, I have Bryce Harper ranked the highest out of all. Sure. So I, if I take Harper in the first, yeah. and then I end up with, like, a Cole or a Kluber. Right. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. Is that not Kluber, Cole or Verlander? It, it, is that better than taking Degrom in the first round and getting one of those top three aces, and then getting whatever's left of the yeah. hitters in the second round? Dude, how much of a difference better. is there between Degrom, Cole, uh, between Degrom and Cole? DeGrom's I don't think there's a big. Safer. I don't he's know. A little, he is a little safer. That's why he's going a little bit earlier. Talk it out with Greg. Uh, Slightly earlier. My, uh, my co-teammate here. But you, you're getting. You're still yeah. guaranteed an ace. Pitcher with that second pick. It all depends on who falls to me too, in terms of uh, the hitters. At, at you're not going to get Bryce. Someone falls. I mean, Bryce. You're not going to get Bryce at twelve. I got him at pick twenty three in the great fantasy. That was a free. A- that's when he was a free agent. True. Now he's in the heart of the Phillies lineup in a sandbox. He's going to climb up. Let's see. Harper's ADP since March first is fifteen. And what I said to Modica earlier on in the show in the first hour was, I think with Bryce Harper in Philly, he is a first round player. I think so, too. And ADP has him right around pick 15. So, seems like most people agree. I like him even more you than think that. With the, with the signing in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. I always had Harper first. Mm-hmm. Does he move ahead of the Yankees? Yeah, for you? I, I, have no, I have no problem with that. I yeah. really don't. But I'm telling you... And if you're playing for an overall, to me, he has more upside than those guys. Sure. But I'm telling you, in this league, he's go- you're not going... If you don't take him at 12, you're not getting him. That's probably true. And if there's a but shot, is, you don't get Judge that, or Stanton either. But is that, am I okay with that if I end up with a guy like Freddie Freeman or Paul Goldschmidt? That's, what you, need, that's what you need to figure out. Rather than getting DeGrom in the first Correct. Round, which I might be. You might be. It's something that I'm going to weigh over the next couple of days. I rather that's have, the question. I'd rather have, since uh, NFBC's five outfielders, correct? Yep. So I'd rather have that Harper, Cole start, than the DeGrom, Freeman, or Goldschmidt start that you're talking about right now. Is that what, you, what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. I would rather the other one, the Harper. And if the Yankees are gone, I agree with you. Agree with that? If the Yankees are gone, Yankee outfielders, then the next outfielder that would come off the board is probably Charlie Blackman. Charlie Blackman. Nope. And I'm probably I'm not pulling. Nah. Nope. Not doing that. So. So you got to fit that puzzle. I'll I'll have to wait. The position scarcity. Do I want to get that outfielder and then take a starting pitcher? Look, think about this. What's the worst case scenario pitching wise that happens? Realistically, the worst case. Or I could just not take pitching. Well, and then I can take Harper and like the. In my opinion, if Degrom is like still if Degrom is still there, I got to figure out my pitching after that. If Degrom is still there at twelve, okay, mm-hmm. the worst case scenario is Degrom, Verlander, and Cole all come off the board. No one's taking two pitchers. Those those three are gone. Mm-hmm. Who's next for you? Aaron Nola or Bauer? And you're not gonna put those guys at the board. I don't think. You take a hitter. I, yeah, I'd probably take the. the First I would take the hitter, whoever yeah. I have next, the highest up, like a Freddie Freeman or a Paul Goldschmidt or someone, and, I, and I'm all right with that. Like, Correct. 
I'll have to like piece my pitching together. But again, you can't just lock yourself into, all right, well, if I take Bryce Harper, I have to take a starting pitcher. Right. Because all those starting pitchers could go. Absolutely. Maybe it's a starting pitcher heavy draft at, at yeah. the end there. Then I have to adjust on the fly, and that's all right. Like That's what you need to tell yourself. Yeah. So, I, so I also is, think... You know, if those pitchers are going, then I'm probably not pulling up a Nola or Bauer up the draft board, and I'm just going to take the best hitter available, and then I'm just going to pound pitching after that. So I, here's the other thing you should do, right? Like if DeGrom comes off the board before your pick, then you've got to go take Verlander or Cole there, I would think. Not in the first round. I, absolutely in the first round. You're not going to get him. Well... If DeGrom's off the board by the time 12 comes around. Draft, Greg, if people are drafting... I just adjusted the draft for you. If they're drafting pitcher heavy... Yes. He well, might go it, zag. It, it's very likely that, that Sale and DeGrom are going to be gone okay. by 12. Right. It's very likely that that could happen. Sure. That just means better hitters are going to fall, though, Greg. Potentially. If those guys at the turn are looking at taking pitching now because they're worried about it, and I'm getting better hitter values. And then later on, when those guys have to start loading up on hitters... You need pitchers. I get it. You're, yeah, you're, zag, you're zagging. Everyone's zigging. And I'm getting... Yeah. Zigging Stardust I'll over see, here. I'll see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. I, like the two, I like two hitters in the first two rounds. I'm Our cool with that. sales ADP is 14, so he's actually a little bit lower than the ground. And I like, think rightfully so. I have the ground ranked higher than Chris Sale. Mm-hmm. On a per-start basis, I think Chris Sale might be better, but like, the guy hasn't even pitched yet. Chris Sale. That's right. So... I think there's a little bit of. I think there's a little bit of. A little bit more risk. A little bit, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely more risk with Chris Sale. Mm-hmm. But maybe more upside too. Yeah, sure. I, mean, I mean, listen, you can't. I don't think you go wrong either way, though. You know, with those two guys. All right, so yeah, yeah, yeah pick twelve. That's where cool. I'm at. All right, all right, you go work with us. <laughs> but we'll figure it out anyway. Of all the players that I have left on this list, I mean, I'll just throw a bunch of names out here, and you guys tell me. Uh, yep. Who you want to talk about? The hitters that we haven't talked about: Fran Mill Reyes at pick two twenty five. Going outside the top 200 that I think could help you with power. Pete Alonzo. I want to talk Peter Alonzo. I picked 232. You want to talk about Peter Alonzo? Peter Alonzo, I believe, has four home runs now in spring training. Yeah. It's, it's, either three, it's either three or four, and he's mashing. He's doing everything he can to win that first base job. He's a Mets top prospect. And if they don't play around with his service time, he's going to start the year at first base. And a lot of the beat reporters are saying they really like him sitting, hitting in the four spot, right behind Robinson Cano. And it's just like, all right. I kind of like him there, yeah. hitting cleanup in the middle of this order. You know he's talented. Yes, people take their lumps. But when you're getting a guy that's going to play every day, bat in the middle of the order, getting around pick 230? Oh, my God, yeah. Lots of like does, he, does he start in the majors, though? Because so I just said, if they don't mess around with service time, he will. He earned it. Who else is starting at first base for them? Dominic Smith? Todd Frazier's hurt. Jed Lowry's hurt. I don't hurt. know that they're going to want to start the clock. Or do they wait until the middle of April? Yeah, they who, wait until the middle of April. But here's April. the thing. Who is starting at first base for this team? Dominic Smith. Dominic Smith sucks. I know. And he was supposed to be good. But, I mean, he, he could just suck for two weeks, and then they're fine. If that, I mean... And then they got right. Frazier, it's who, the New York you know, is hurt. I get it. You know how they operate. I but he's an extremely frugal organization. I know. They're n- Pete, Pete Alonso's not going to start opening. No, no, I, no. I mean, I would... All right. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so think, either. I don't think it's going to happen. I agree with that. I think I think he's right. They'll they'll roster resource has Dominic Smith opening day first. They'll put misfits at first till maybe till Jamie he comes Davis, up. something like that. You know, yeah, they'll they'll put misfits at first till he comes up. You know, whatever they'll. But he could be up middle of April easily. I mean, he's look. He has three home runs. He yeah. has six RBIs. He's definitely coming up in April. Four fourteen with twelve ninety six OPS. What else is the guy? I think do? he's going to start the year. He had a four hundred seventy five foot home run on Saturday. He missed that whole year of arbitra- uh, of arbitration contract. He's not going to start the year. I think he's going to start the year. Friendly wager? Sure. What do you want on it? What's the other friendly wager we have? Is there another one we made? We made another one. <laughs> I, I won that one already. Your hands are kind of rough. 
Sorry? I think you need some lotion, bro. <laughs> Dry? <laughs> what do you, you want to put on this? Lunch. Oh, lunch bet? Yeah. I'm All with right. Frank here. That's fine. Yeah. I, I just don't do think... you like Peter Alonzo, though? What do you think about him? I love him. Absolutely. <laughs> I love him. How could you not? I mean, look what he did in the, in the mic. Lots of like. Absolutely mesh. Here here I mean, he could hit 30 home runs this year. Correct. Right. And it's not like you draft him in the fourth round like a Vlad Guerrero who hasn't played in the majors yet. You don't know what's going to happen exactly, but you kind of do. You're a good chance he's just going to mash when he comes up. This guy hasn't played in the majors, but you're, you're obviously paying for that because you're not, you're not paying for it. You know what I mean? You're getting him so cheap that if he hits, I mean, it's such a huge reward. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? This, Greg, in the, the projection systems on Fangraphs have Pete Alonzo at between a 240 and 242 batting average and 21 and 24 home runs for the year. 240? That would not, that would not pay off. That'd be terrible. Want. That'd be terrible. He's because you can get CJ Crone a little bit later who's going to hit 260. And Yonder Alonzo and Justin Smogel. Yeah, Yonder Alonzo. That's a terrible you know, picks later. projection. Why do you get Why 240? Yeah, that's a terrible projection. Well, he last year at AAA, he struck out 26% of the time. He batted 285. Well, that was for the entire year. I mean, yeah. at AAA alone, he was 260. Okay. So, me, me personally, if I'm just doing my own projections for him, I think I would project him more for like a 250 to 260 yeah. batting yeah. average, not 242. No. Uh, and, you know, 25 home runs. But is that that much different than all these other guys that are kind of going? Like, Yonder Alonso could give me 250 and 25 home runs, Greg. Yeah. And I'm yeah. getting him at 311. So, that's what I'm talking about here with like some of the But Alonso has much Italy. bigger upside. Alonso. That's the, th- that's the difference. Which Alonzo? <laughs> Yonder versus Pete. No, yeah, yeah, they're both Alonzo. Pete. Pete Alonzo. Has much I, I mean, I, I Yonder has no upside. Pete Alonzo could hit, you know, 280 with 30 home runs. That could be his. Yeah, game. sure. Yeah. He could hit 30 home runs. He had 36 in the minors. By the way, our, our bed's <laughs> void if he gets hurt. That's not fair. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. All right. How many at bats? Uh, how many games does he have to play? Let's just set the games. What are you talking about? We said he has to. We said he's on the opening day roster. Yeah, that's about. Oh, right, right. That's it. No, Wait, no, opening day roster. Or he's starting right. opening day. No, he's on the opening day roster. If he's on the roster, that's and he's gonna start. He's gonna start. yeah, he's gonna start. I agree. If he's on the twenty-five man roster, yeah, yeah, yeah. Year, that's the bet. roster. You that's win. That's the bet. I don't think they're gonna he's do still that. Only lunch before then, anyway. I know. I think the Mets. I saw Brian downstairs eating Chick Fil A earlier. Chick Fil A look good. I never had that. Pretty good. Oh man. Yeah. What I. We, what do you uh, say about chicken? I would say I'd buy it to you today, but I gotta go. I gotta go in four minutes. You gotta go in four I minutes. I mean, I brought lunch today. Right. Um, got some like beef teriyaki. Mm. I want some of that. <laughs> All of us are like, mm. I want some of that. Yeah. No, no. I was gonna say like, look, look. I mean, you got a 162 game season. Two or three weeks without Pete Alonso, I don't think it's gonna make the difference. I think the Mets are gonna realize that. And yeah, they're gonna look to win this year because they do have the talent to, you know, become a playoff contender. Uh, so I think Pete Alonso will be in right away once. You know, he passes that deadline where he could come in late, late April. Speaking, April. by the way, speaking of service time issues, how pumped are the Blue Jays that Vlad got hurt? Oh, yeah. So pumped. I'm I was, pumped. I was speculating I'm pumped. that it's like a injury. I don't think so. I think, it's an, yeah. injury. I think it's an injury. It's this, an injury. I mean, this is at the top of the list that we'll talk to inside injuries about on Thursday. But It's grade I, one. I kind of see a buying opportunity here, Greg. Yeah. This is good news. Because his no, ADP like, over the weekend, Greg, dropped well, like 15 spots. I think this is good news if, if you're, you're a Vlad guy. You could get Vladimir Guerrero Jr. now at the end of the fourth or the early fifth round, Greg. Oh, I'm taking that. I'm reaching on the guy you're anyway. A little, you're a little more excited about that now, no? I still want to nominate him first on Thursday. But Modica was saying he thinks <laughs> I it, wouldn't su- first. it wouldn't surprise him if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is more of a late April now. Late April. I'm but okay with that. Three weeks from now is April 1st. He could still get his two weeks in. In the minors and be up by you know mid-April, sure. can he? Yeah, I think that 
I don't think this is going to really yeah. And I, I see a buying opportunity here, Greg. I love exactly. it. Absolutely. Maybe you lose an extra week of service in the MLB. How much? How much and you're paying a lot less. On Thursday. We're nominating him first and watching just the bids. What do you? Lie. Yeah, that's no, what you're gonna do. What do you think it's gonna be? You might get him at a discount now. You're not getting him I at a discount. Anthony room. Rendon goes for twenty two dollars. Not if he goes first. How much are? How high are you willing to go on Vladimir Guerrero if Anthony Rendon goes for twenty two dollars? Auction. How high are you willing? Twenty. I'd pay twenty. Eighteen bucks. I know you won't. <laughs> so we're jumping into 16. 18. 16? See what happens. 16. You would like 16. I would take 20. I would 16 go 16 to 18. I'm, not, I'm nominating him first. But can we be in on a bidding on him? Sure. We're not going to. I'm not going to go. You over know, Frank's going to outbid you. You're going to say 16. be like 20. I'm the bidder. <laughs> oh, he can? He it's can't say role. anything? I, I'm the bidder. I, I barely. I, I didn't really call out any bids left. Okay. It's my job. But if you did, you, you like, yeah, got you Alex could. I right? seven bucks, and that was like my only buy left. It's my, my, it's my role. Because <laughs> Frank's going to be staring at the screen, crunching numbers. Right. And I'm going to be the guy trying to distract people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I did this that, one year with a partner. Yeah, that's our tag team. That's our tag team. Actually, I did this one year without a partner. It was very difficult. I'm sure. I had a tough time. I don't know how you focus. It's very hard to focus. Yes. And we were eating too, like, and stuff. Like, it was like. <laughs> you got to get back to uh, you gotta get I do. Back I, gotta, to work. I gotta go back to work now. There you back go. To work. Back to back duty. To, I, I was dubbing this Judy duty, not Jerry duty. Like, <laughs> it's, it's Jerry duty, my friend. Nah, I mean, you're probably like fine. I got some wedding stuff or something somewhere. <laughs> no, that was this weekend. <laughs> duty, duty. Jim Day's up next. Jim Day is up next. That's I will uh, hopefully have a long lunch break tomorrow. That's Greg Sussman. Hopefully, he's back tomorrow. Chris Bencher, Frank Stample. When we come back, we'll talk about Anto- Antonio Brown to the Raiders, what that means for fantasy football this upcoming season. College basketball has reached the climax of the 2019 season, and the Fantasy Sports Network has you covered for all the news and betting information for the conference tournaments leading up to the big dance. Get the latest wagering and prop bet advice every day from FNTSY's top experts and analysts as they prepare you with the best advice in bracketology. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio app in iTunes and Google Play and watch select programming in the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your home for winning big in the month of madness. Bring this! Make it rain. How does the Steelers general manager keep his damn job? We're talking the Rooney family just got fleeced and got smoked. And oh, by the way, Antonio Brown's the one who poo-pooed the first rounder they were going to get from the Buffalo Bills because he managed to somehow convince the Bills that I ain't going to home. How do you keep him as a general manager if you are the Pittsburgh Steelers? Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. You were going to run on the field and say, all right, I can't take this anymore. I'm running on the field and I'm punching a guy. Who would it be? Sooner Lisa says anyone wearing a Longhorn jersey. Ken wants to punch Eli Manning. Kings only wants to punch Phillip Rivers. <laughs> Anybody put Tom Brady in there yet? D-Money wants to punch Tom Brady. Paco Healy in San Diego says he wants to punch Manny Machado after saying we're not going to win the NL West. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Wings 
for the fences this daily fantasy baseball season with DailyRoto.com. If you are playing MLB DFS on DraftKings or FanDuel, DailyRoto will help you hit your first home run as the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package is now live. Lineup alerts and weather updates, they have you covered. Fantasy projections, they have you covered. Lineup optimizers to compete with the pros, yep, they have you covered for that too. Save 10% on winning MLB DFS advice with an early bird special using promo code FNTSY. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% early bird discount today. We are now joined by Jim Day, our buddy, Fantasy Taz. It's been a while. We'll go down to the Jim Day Studios. You know, that was actually a pretty good song for Jim Day to go, you know, strumming <laughs> along or, was. Or, or drumming along here. Jim, how's everything going, man? Hey, it's going good, guys. How you guys doing? Good, Jim. Doing doing pretty well. Miss you, uh, bud. Obviously, yeah, yeah man. You too, man. We miss having <laughs> we miss having you on. But you know, the more fantasy football stuff that happens, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna slowly mix this in as well. I know a lot of people are already jumping in on best ball drafts. So uh look, we had the big news over the weekend, Antonio Brown to the Oakland Raiders. I mean, what's uh, what's your initial reaction? Because I you know, I'm just trying to I'm trying to keep up with everything that's going on. You know, I'm planning for a freaking $1,700 baseball league. I got Antonio Brown to the Raiders. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, in my mind, I still feel like he's worth a second-round pick, like a top-10 wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Like, what's your initial reaction here, Antonio Brown to the Raiders, where he should go, where you have him ranked at wide receiver, so on and so forth? Well, so far what I've been seeing is, is he's going right around the mid-second. Uh, that seems to be where he's been flying. Uh, I've done 32 best ball drafts already, and that's usually about the range, right in that Jim, that number. 32? You are an you are... <laughs> I mean, I, I know a lot that your of fantasy time time right now, guys. But... <laughs> he does. Oh my god! I'm either drafting or I'm playing music. That's about all I'm doing these days. So, wow. yeah, it's one or the other. <laughs> I thought you were doing the Fortnite thing for a second. I'm, I, every once in a while, I get on there. Man, it's a hard game to learn with all that freaking building and stuff. It does. It takes <laughs> yeah, a lot I mean, of practice. That's why I had to jump off of it. You know, I was last year. I was a little bit addicted. Like well, me, yeah. I was playing like every single night. I was trying to watch baseball on my phone while <laughs> while playing Fortnite and stuff. But I had to jump out, man. I mean, the whole like building aspect of it, it <laughs> makes it way too hard. But sorry, I cut you off there. I mean, what, what what's your expectations <laughs> for Antonio Brown? Well, look, this whole thing, you know, first of all, I really didn't think they were going to trade him because I didn't think they were going to get their price. And then I didn't think they'd trade him to the AFC team. Uh, obviously, it came down to two AFC teams, the Bills and, and Oakland being the last two standing. And, you know, the Bills were ready to offer a first-round pick. And through the grapevine, it seems basically that Antonio Brown says, you can trade that first-round pick for me, but I ain't playing for you, <laughs> um, you know, which is okay. What he, you know. If he truly said that, then, you know, if you're the Bills, you're not putting up a first-round pick for a guy just told you he doesn't want to play for you. Yeah. So, you know, at this point, everything's squarely got to go on the shoulders of the Pittsburgh GM for getting this tiny little piece back oh, man. for Antonio Brown. I mean, he screwed this pooch right from the start, and the, it must have been the fact that Antonio Brown said, look, you know what? I don't have to play for you guys next year. I got $30 million in the bank. I'm sitting pretty. I don't have to worry about it. If you guys are going to run me around, I'll just pull, pull a Le'Veon Bell and just sit out the entire year. And I guess he really convinced them that he would do that. They didn't want to go through that crap again. So ultimately, they took what was finally offered. Yeah. And we talked about this uh, not too long ago, a couple months ago, remember, uh, Jim, and we were like, what leverage does Antonio Brown really have? And it was really just that he could hold out. But we didn't think that he was actually going to do that or, like, you know, threaten that. 
And I guess that threat really was something that the GM took seriously. But you don't trade a third and a fifth round pick for this guy. They got completely ripped off. I'm sorry, they got well, completely it, ripped you, off. Look, if they were going to get nothing out of him, if he was going to skip the season right. like Bell did, you know, at least getting a third and fifth is something as opposed to not getting anything. If the guy really, truly is just dead set on getting out of town, you know, send him out of town. Get him out of your head. Yeah. Forget about it. Move on. Of course, more a problems. really good, yeah. good second-year wide receiver in Juju Smith. Um, hopefully, James Washington takes the next step. But to me, again, this really – look, it's no more rumor that, you know, Gruden loves Kyler Murray. Um, he really, really loves Kyler Murray. They have the tools to trade up to that one spot to get Tyler – Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, they got three first round picks, the first 24th and 27. I mean, the fourth 27, 24th and 27th. Come on, Jim. Um, <laughs> so they got plenty of t- tools to move up to that first spot to get Kyler Murray. And what I've been saying all along is I think this whole thing from Arizona going for Murray could be very well a smokescreen to drive up the price and to get two first round picks back to move from four to one, uh, one to four in their case. Great, great move on their part. Um, you know, everybody's talking about Kyler Murray being perfect for them in Arizona. You know what? Josh Rosen is perfect for them in Arizona. He He's run on RPO offense before in college. He's got the, the arm strength. He's got the cockiness. Just the whole nine yards. He's a smart guy. Really no reason to go to Kyler Murray when you have him. And then to be able to get two first-round picks out of him while only moving back three spots, that would be an amazing haul for them and yeah. a very smart move. Yeah, yeah, it really would. I mean, that would be one of the most savvy things the Cardinals have done. I mean, over the past couple of years, uh, general manager Steve Kime has taken a lot of heat because, I mean, their drafts haven't been great, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And so Haven't been great? Boy, that is putting yeah, it nicely. That is putting it nicely, yeah. <laughs> been, so imagine, like, if they actually are able to pull this off and, and turn, you know, this into multiple first-round picks, I, I guess it really just comes down to whether or not, you know, all this that we're hearing about Cliff Kingsbury loving Kyler Murray. We heard the quotes from... You know, even before he was the coach for the Cardinals, I mean, you know, he was talking about how much he loves Kyler Murray and, you know, how he should be the number one overall pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. This would really be a great job by them if it's just been a smoke screen the entire time. Yeah. But we're going to find out because, you know, if no trade happens, then you know Kyler Murray is going to Arizona. And then they're going to turn Josh Rosen into something else, whatever it is, a second, uh, second round pick. or Because I don't think that they'll get another first round pick for Josh Rosen. But uh, it's all going to come down to, I mean, whether a trade happens before draft night or are on draft night, I think it would be, this would be one of the most savvy things that Steve Kime ever pulled off if he's able yeah. to venture. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but the thing is, you think they'd really take Murray one overall if they don't make a trade? Like trade down for, you know, multiple first-round picks with the Raiders if or something? If they keep this pick, they're 100% taking Kyler Murray. You think so? Yes. Because I really think yeah, it's a I true totally smokescreen. Agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I, I mean, if they keep the first pick, they're going to pick Murray. Uh, because otherwise they could get so much for that pick, move down and still get, you know, at at the very least, the guy they really wanted at four if they trade with Oakland, which is really what I suspect happens here. Um, if that doesn't, in fact, happen, then I, they'll take them yeah, just to trade. I, I have to say that this draft is the first draft in a really long time I want to watch the, the beginning of because this is going to be like crazy. a puzzle. Yeah, the top <laughs> 10 is going to be nuts. Yeah, it's going to be all over the place. And even if they drop from one to four, Okay, they're not going to get Bosa, but they're still going to get either one of Quinn and Williams or yeah. Josh Allen. Oh, Quinn so, and Williams. Yeah. I, I'd yeah. take Quinn and Williams over Bosa at this point. I really would. I think Quinn and Williams is the best player in this entire draft. <laughs> well, um, I'm hoping that the 
San Francisco 49ers don't view it that way, uh, Jim. And I, I hope Quentin Williams falls to my Jets at yeah. three because I think him and Leonard Williams up the middle for them in that 4-3 yeah. Greg Williams defense would be pretty, pretty fun to watch and pretty impressive. Be nice. so, well, here, but think about it this way, though. Think, think this out. If Oakland does jump from 4-1 to one to grab Murray, mm-hmm. okay, don't be surprised if all of a sudden the Giants and Jets make a trade for the Giants to move up to that three spot Give the Jets a little something extra to make sure they get Haskins. But oh, what I'm, I would hate what I'm that. worrying about is why would the Giants need to do that? Yeah. Because if they stay at five, there's no one. Like, obviously, if the Cardinals move down, then, then they're not going to take a quarterback at four. We know the Jets aren't taking. So why would the Giants need yeah. to move up to three Someone else to might. secure that they get Haskins unless Someone else might there's another up. team like Denver. Miami or Washington that wants to move up? Uh, to, to three to get Dwayne Haskins. Like, if you start hearing those the rumors, then maybe the Giants. How about the Jaguars right behind the Giants at seven? I thought about them, too, but I, I think Nick Foles to the Jaguars is a lot. Yeah. I don't know. There's a, all of a sudden, there's some talk that maybe it isn't quite as locky as it once looked. Um, mm. You know, the, it started out as a small little tremor, but all of a sudden, that seems to be gaining a little steam. Don't be surprised if that changes. I would just hate that if the Giants trade up just in fear of other teams trading up and, and stealing Haskins from them. Because I don't think Haskins is is really going to be that good. I, I, don't, I don't think he's worth that trade. You know, I, no way. I agree totally. I told you that. I, I'm not a huge You're fan. You're not a Haskins guy either. Speaking of which, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Greg had to run out like he did. I was going to remind him that he's he slower than Elon. Bet. Wait, wait. Wait, he ran <laughs> he a 504-40, right? Right. But Greg and I bet that he – Greg bet that he would hit four four point eight. Right, right, right. Oh no, and under I five. Would I think be over that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And he went over five. Greg owes That's everybody strong. lunch around here. <laughs> <laughs> so gonna... Well, for me, he owes me a six pack, so I'm okay with that. So, how about DK Metcalf? Dude, do you see what this guy did in the combine? I mean, this is a classic, like Ventra loves this God guy Brown. because he's a physical. Well, I'm almost freak. scared. You know what's gonna that happen. Something's here, wrong Jim, here. Yeah. Because Ventra, God I Brown. mean, Ventra just falls like head over freaks. heels for guys like these, like yeah. physical freaks and stuff. Yeah. DK Metcalf, I mean I don't know that anyone his his uh, combine was very polarizing like because his forty was great, but then like his three cone was bad. So, but his vertical know, was great. His vertical was great. I mean, you think he's climbing all the way up into like the top ten picks, Jim? No, no, not at all. Um, look, uh, you're right. He he's got straight end speed. We saw that. He can jump. We saw that. Boy, but he doesn't move for a wide receiver like you want him to move. Like he's left to be right. Yeah. He's almost he, too he's big. An, He's like a yeah, he's a nine-route runner at this point, which means he's going to be another John Brown guy that, you know, he takes off down the field. Hopefully you hit him. Hopefully you, you do big gangs. But that's about all you're going to get out of him. So like a better uh, Terrell Pryor. I mean, this was like this was John Ross. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be better. He's got a, you know, decent drop rate, too. I just, I'm not a fan. I'm worried about I'm him, too. Fan. Yeah, like. Those I like metrics Harris are crazy. Much better than him. I like AJ Brown better than him. I think both of them are going to be better. I like AJ Brown. NFL players than both of those. Both of yeah, both of them are going to be better. I know, but everybody's just hyping Metcalf Remember, up now. John Ross. Of what course, did he run? you saw a the year? pictures. Everybody went nuts over the freaking pictures. John Ross, <laughs> twenty-seven like four, three forty, and then yeah. went all the way inside the top ten to the Cincinnati Bengals. Whereas normally he was getting mocked as like a late first round pick, maybe a second round pick, and because of his forty, he goes inside the top ten. Well, how has that worked out for the Cincinnati Bengals? Not, not good. Saying, I not agree. It's and it's not like that's the first time that's happened. Well, it's, it's not a, just <laughs> black and white. Like it's not like oh, just because John Ross sucked. That DK Metcalf right. is going to suck, well, but we've seen, but we've there seen are this play There's two things to that. Said he will. There's two things to that. One is that, first of all, uh, I, I believe Corey Davis or, yeah, I think it was Corey Davis, got drafted before John Ross 
uh, in that draft, right? And I'm pretty sure did. so did Mike Williams. That is correct, yeah. All right, John so, Ross was the third wide receiver of that bunch. Right, so because those two went off the board so early, I think Cincinnati panicked and said, we need a wide receiver. This is by far the best one available. Let's grab him before he goes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's classic you know? Cincinnati. I mean, you want to talk about yeah. you know, a mess of a franchise. The Bengals... Like, would it surprise you one bit if they go out and, like, draft DK Metcalf now, too? No, like, yeah, I know. It wouldn't surprise me no. one bit. The Bengals are Well, they got Boyd. They got Boyd. And the other thing is, 40 time is probably the worst thing, like, the most overrated thing in NFL, combine, everything, because that's your top speed, okay? You got to get to the top speed. And they're running in shorts, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. They're not running in pads. Are, they're not yeah. running in pads, so it's. And you got to be at top speed. To get to top speed, everything has to go right for you to make that play, okay? Uh, if your acceleration is poor then it means nothing. So, like, you know, it's complete waste, especially for a guy like John Ross who's skinny, injury-prone. He wasn't a big guy, jacked guy like DK is. But that's why you need the full package. You know what I mean? You need the route running, everything else. You need to stay healthy. Uh, like, you know, Julio is different because Julio also ran a 4 3 5 40, but also a 6 3 225. Like it's only DK March Mecca. 11th. We're already talking about Julio, Julio Jones. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> Number Jim, one I wanted to get back to uh, Antonio Brown and specifically the Steelers wide receivers. You mentioned Juju Smith Schuster and James Washington a little bit here. I also want to ask you about, I mean, just with Antonio Brown. I mean, over his past six years with the Steelers, he's averaged over 170 targets per season. I mean, last year, Julio Jones led the league in targets with 170. First question, do you still think Antonio Brown is going to be that target monster now with the Oakland Raiders? I mean, you're expecting 160-plus targets here. And, I mean, if you're on the clock, are you taking Juju Smith-Schuster or are you taking Antonio Brown? Because I think I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to end up going in the first round now. I wouldn't be surprised if some people take him as the first wide receiver off the board. Well, it's definitely possible, but you you got to temper expectations a little bit. It, it's so hard to know when a number two moves to that number one right. if he could do the same thing. Can he beat those two guys on on the line trying to slow him down? Can you know he do all that stuff? Can he beat the over and unders things like that? Now, look, this kid is going to have a great you know career in the NFL. I think he's going to be a very, very good wide receiver, but we just don't know yet if he could be truly that true number one guy. And, and that scares me a little bit. So while I think he's going to be exceptional in that offense, we've seen, you know, player after player after player move in, take over, do well. I just don't know if I'm going to own a lot of shares of him because others are going to want him, want to grab him earlier than I am. Right, they're going to reach. I, I'm still taking Hopkins. I'm still taking Adams uh, ahead of him. Tom's probably ahead of him. Uh, Julio probably ahead of him. Yeah, so, you know, it's just no way to guarantee he's just going to step into Antonio Brown's shoes and get those same kind of numbers. He may get those same type of targets, but he did that last year. He had a great year. The touchdowns were low. It's just a little scary to me if people want to start taking him, especially the first wide receiver off the board. I think that's a little. That's too a little much, yeah. Venture Juju versus AB. Who you taking? AB, AB. Still? Yeah, I think. Listen, Juju has to make adjustments now. You know, he didn't have that cushion of AB on the other side. That's a big cushion. Think about it. You know, like he takes all the coverage. Now you now you take now you're the guy with Derek Carr well, throwing they both Antonio have to Brown take, yeah. the football as right. well. I'm compared. Well, now, well, Antonio Brown's proven that he got to take all the, all the coverage and still produce, right? So we know what he's going to do. I like the safety net of that. Now, yes, new team, Derek Carr, not as good of a team, um, and there's going to be a ton of attention on him. But I know for the, with the fact that Carr's going to feed this guy so much 
that even if he does he is covered and he you know Carr doesn't always hit him like Ben Roethlisberger did you know the you know and hit him for the same amount of numbers and he doesn't catch as many passes or anything I still think he's going to produce because he's just so talented I think with the amount of targets he's getting at, it's just the way it's going to be maybe the touchdowns drop but that's yeah, going to happen anyway he's too. got 15 I mean that's like I mean you that's knew so that many was a that was high for him anyway. right you knew right. that was going to regress you know that's regressing anyway so, I mean, exactly even if he's closer to like, you know eight to ten touchdowns with 90 plus receptions and you know 1200 yards is that like is that well, a fair projection Jim for for Antonio Brown 80 catches I think he's got more I than think that. the touchdowns might be a little high um <laughs> eight to ten I mean we're talking about Derek Carr who only had 19 all last year but again no, wide receiver yeah. core was a mess I get that mm-hmm. um they they lose Jared Cook this year to free agency it looks like at this point there's talk of Jordy Nelson retiring uh, you know, at this point, they have to bring others in to supplant that passing offense. But Antonio Brown is the target master, no doubt about it. They're going to hit him. I, I like the, you know, 100 receptions to 1,200 yeah. yards to continue. But I'm looking more like, you know, six, seven touchdowns, maybe eight. Uh, I have a hard time going past that. I'll give you my projection right now. I'd say 93 catches. I'd say over 1,300 yards, 1,350 yards. I think the yards are going to be there. That's the thing that's yeah, going to be. 12.97 this year with Big Ben throwing the ball. The year before, 15.33. <laughs> so, and touchdowns, I'd say like you, yeah, like seven, eight, maybe nine, something like that. All right, I think it's touchdowns close between him and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I want to thank Jim Gibbs for coming on. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Fantasy Taz. I want to thank Chris Ventra, Matt Modica on a Modica Monday. Greg Sussman even came yep. for his Jerry Duty lunch break. Up next, Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.